Well, I, I am literally just, I'm just showing up. <laughs> That's it. I've literally wow. basically just shown up. I am. I got a hoodie on. I'm wearing mm. a toque. Um, I did set my camera up. I've got a camera set up. Mm. Um, yes. I assume you do. I oh, I will now. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I get do. that. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, for those who are just listening, if you are not a Patreon supporter, then you mm. may not know that occasionally, mm-hmm. when the episode warrants it. We uh, we set up a little little video thing, and uh, we make a video copy of the episode, and um, and we stick that up on our Patreon for anyone supporting us on Patreon. Link in the bottom below, below in the bottom below. Um, so check that out. I believe last time because we've only done one so far. Yes, uh, one successfully. Yeah, I've only done one successfully. Yep. And last time, Daphne, who is a supporter of the mm. show, longtime friend of the show, yes. um, she was on our our live stream that we yep. did yep. Tw- twenty seven years ago, <laughs> and um, she, I, she, she her reaction was something along the lines of, "I mm. didn't know how much I needed this until I watched it." Right. Like right. she and she she went into it going like. Yeah, this is exciting. I'm glad this is happening. And mm-hmm. then she watched it and she was like, good gravy. That was <laughs> that was something else. Um, what I will say, why well, I will fill in the gaps that you're saying. Welcome to the Movie Men podcast. I'm Peter. The other voice that you're he- hearing and seeing if you're a Patreon supporter is Brady. And the reason that this is a special episode, if you can see, this kind of looks like an Oscars trophy, but not quite it's close but we are doing our episode about the oscars and that is why it is a video episode incorrect sir that is a misnomer common very common (laughs) we are doing an episode about the academy awards oh well the oscars are the stat little golden statues the event is not the oscars uh well i am holding an oscar right now oh okay kind of like a pseudo which, Oscar, which is in because this is this is interesting. Mm-hmm. All all Oscars are Academy Awards, right? But not all Academy Awards are Oscars, right? Anyways, doesn't mm. matter. But yeah. literally, like I'm like I'm not dressed up fancy. I, I like I haven't t-shirt. I haven't put a, my usual effort into the lighting. I have not. I didn't even set up. Like I threw I threw up my GoPro. Like, I don't even know what this is going to look like. Wow. Uh, and I've done very minimal. I This is your episode. This is, is. This is. You are presenting this episode mm-hmm. of, of the Academy Awards. Be careful <laughs> being a presenter for the I Academy Awards. I won't crack any jokes about you or anyone that yeah, you like. Yeah, about any, yeah. Uh, but yeah, literally, this is this is your show. I have a little thing that I'm going to do later on, um, mm. but we're going to talk about the Academy Awards. Of course. Uh, not only am I not taking the reins on this episode, but mm. I don't know anything about the results. I mm. know, I know the winner of Best Picture, and I know the winner of uh, Best Actor. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Best Male Actor, and that's it. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to learn who won what. Uh, it's been difficult. It's been a difficult week kind of 
staying aloof to that. Hmm. Um, Good for you. But I think I've successfully done it. And uh, and yes, now I'm excited to I'm excited to crack into this. So you tell me, sir, in which order mm-hmm. shall we unfold the the orders the order and in which order should we unfold this evening's festivities? Mm, okay. Well, why don't we start with some trivia? We can then make our way to some banter about a specific event that happened at the Oscars, mm-hmm. and then we could get into the awards themselves. Sure. You mean you mean Rebel Wilson's dress? <laughs> something, something like that. Something to that effect. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm good. <laughs> All right. You ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Some Oscar trivia. You don't sound excited. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking that. I was thinking that earlier this week. I was, I was, uh, I was air checking us. I was listening back sporadically throughout an episode, mm-hmm. and uh, and I reached the point where where I did that, where I <laughs> make my noise, and I'm like, I don't. I feel like I've lost. It's a I deflated like balloon vibe. I've, well, no, I feel like I've lost a certain degree of autonomy. I'm like, oh. I'm like. Now it's expected of me, and um, I'm like, I don't like this like dance monkey dance thing. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm like, I mean, I'm. I, it'll happen, but when okay. it happens, it'll happen because okay. because you I've it. decided it will happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You feel it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for the questions this week, I want you to pace yourself. So uh, keep up with your usual like deducting and and sounding mm-hmm. things out. But bear in mind, I have four questions in total. So just for the pace of things. Just remember, there's a bit more than normal. So, just for tempo and flow and so on. Just so you know, I've got. That was the, that was the most polite. <laughs> pick it up, son. That I've ever heard. <laughs> all right. The first question, the fir- and they're all multiple choice. You like multiple choice. Uh-huh. Yeah. The first question: uh, Which film has the most Oscar or Academy Award nominations ever? Uh, out of these but- four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've got uh, Sound of Music. I've got Joker, like 2019, uh, Master and Commander, 2003, and 1917, the 2019 film. So which of those has the most Academy Award nominations? Um, none of those are what I thought you were going to say. Um. Oh. Because none of those, none of those are the record holder. Oh no, 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 no! Any of these things, uh, I'm going to spill my beans a little bit for these questions. None of them are like coincidentally record holders per se. It's more just in this category, which you know, which is the answer to this question. Right. I th- I think I thought that I think I thought that the record holder was going to be in there, so I was oh. just kind of waiting for yeah. Yeah. the name that popped out. Sure. Um, Sound of Music, Joker, nineteen seventeen, or Master and Commander. Well, I don't think it's Master and Commander. Um, it's got Russell Crowe and a wicked soundtrack. His friend of the show, Andrew, could attest to. Yeah, but yeah, but outside of Andrew, nobody ever talks about Master and Commander. <laughs> I just did, but point granted. Fair enough. 
Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. I've seen it. Sure, it's yeah. an excellent yeah, yeah. movie. But um, it doesn't come up a lot. Sure. It doesn't come up the way Sound of Music comes up. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know that 1917 did really well mm. for itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I think it had, like, cinematography and stuff like that. A lot I think it won stuff. cinematography. Yeah. Um. Sound of Music. <laughs> Sound of Music is sort of the the outlier here for me because mm. it's so long ago that right. it's like a different era. It's an oh. era of the Oscars that I'm unfamiliar with. Sure. Um and I just don't like so it's it's I don't think it's Master and Commander because who cares? I don't <laughs> And and like Joker in 1917, mm. I can kind of think to myself, okay, what other like I can kind of get a grasp for what other films came out that year. Mm. I'm I am completely in the dark when it comes to what other films came out the year that that Sound, Sound of, music of Music came out. Right. I'm gonna say, um, I don't think it's Joker. I don't know that Joker. I mean, Joker was certainly nominated. And and Walking Phoenix won best male lead, mm. um, but I don't know that it was like I don't know that it had a lot of nominations. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with 1917 only because I want to go with Sound of Music, and I won't be surprised if it's Sound of Music. But I don't know Sound of Music. Well enough. The like Oscar, I don't know the Oscar buzz around Sound of Music well enough yeah. to to yeah. use that as my answer. So I'm going to go 1917, because sure. I know it did really well. Sure. Okay. The answer was actually, they all had 10, except for Joker, which had 11 nominations. So it was Joker. Okay. It was Joker. Yeah. I would have I thought you were going to say they all had 10 except for Master and Commander that had 15 or something. And <laughs> okay. I was I was just going to quit. I was going to be like, "No." <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Question number 2. Uh which of these had the most actual Academy Awards? Like awards that it won. So, we've got Star Wars, the 1977 Star Wars. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Gladiator, Russell Crowe connection here, and Mary Poppins. Um, I'm, I, right off the bat, I want to say Gladiator, um, because Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins. And, and just to confirm, this is actual awards for these films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary Poppins, I don't know. Like, Mary Poppins is amazing. Yeah. Again, it's also another era with Julie Andrews connection. Um, Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't notice all these subconscious uh, connections that we had for these questions. Yeah. It's another era. um, And I just don't know. Like, I know that... I know that the Oscars is getting better at recognizing films. Sure. Like this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't know if they were 
Uh, like it's a Disney mm. partially animated right kids movie mm. and so I uh, yeah I don't know um Star Wars I don't think it's it I don't know that the original Star Wars won any Oscars maybe it did um but also also it was like the underdog and like nobody <laughs> like it it blew up but I don't know that it w- blew up like in time for people and again like a science fiction film in the 70s doing well at the Oscars like that that doesn't seem likely to me right um, yeah. Gladiator and then what was the other option uh, so Star Wars Saving Private Ryan was the other one yeah see that's another one that's tough for me, it's between Gladiator and Saving Private Ryan. People talk about Gladiator more than they talk about Saving... Like, Saving hmm. Private Ryan, people like, and everyone goes, oh, yeah, Saving Private Ryan. But Gladiator? <laughs> Gladiator is like... You know, Saving Private Ryan is an excellent film. Mm. Gladiator feels like it's a part of movie history... A part of cinema history. Right, like if you were to to you know the movie Hall of Fame, where you were sending you were sending a, a a capsule off to the aliens so that they could understand who we are as people, and you can only put ten movies in the capsule. I think Gladiators making the cut before Saving Private Ryan does, which is interesting because I think. Mary Poppins makes the cut before either of those do, and they would give the entirely wrong impression to alien life forms. <laughs> That's true. About what life is like here. Um, but I'm going to go with Gladiator for sure. all of the reasons I said. Okay. Okay. Those reasons make sense. It's rigged. The answer, the answer is 1977 Star Wars, which won six Academy Awards. Which, which, what did it win? Oh, uh, they were more on the technical aspect. I actually have them right here. It wasn't like best film or best, uh, you know, right. what have you. It was along the lines of, as I scroll here, um, well, actually, this one makes sense. Best original score, best sound for science fiction, best costume, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. best art direction, uh, best film editing, and best visual effects. So some of them it's- more technical, but. It's those, those like it's those like band swipe transitions for the editing, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. My next question: Which actor has the most nominations? Okay. Nominations. We've got friend of the show Leonardo DiCaprio. We've got Meryl Streep. We've got Judy. Dench, and we've got Michael Caine for most nominations for Academy Awards. Judy Dench, Meryl Streep, Michael Caine, and Leo. I mean, I think Leo has the most without winning. (laughs) Uh, Michael Caine... I don't know, Michael. I don't know enough about Michael Caine's career. Mm, Michael Caine. Right? Like, he's been around so long, and he's so well-known, and he's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. 
I don't uh, like you could tell me right now Michael Keane's never won an Oscar and I would be both shocked but also like I wouldn't challenge you because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um and, and just remember this is nominations who has the most nominations but I know the point you're making. Mhm. Right, sorry. Um it's, it's the same thing applies. You could tell me you'd oh, never yeah. been nominated and I would be like, oh, "Really?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I'd be like, "Okay, if you say so." Things, have, um, things surprise us. It's, it, these are not a perfect metric to gauge an actor, for sure. Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep is, is again, like... <laughs> Meryl Streep is Hollywood royalty. Right. Um, she is, you know, she's, she's kind of up there on that platform with, like, almost with, like, Marilyn Monroe and, like and like uh judy garland and like like she's just she is such an iconic right you've got like helen hunt and and jennifer aniston and yes these are all like extremely extremely well-known female actresses very good female actresses but meryl streep like nothing nothing quite classies up a a movie like saying meryl streep's in it you know Mm -hmm. Um, Judy Dench, Judy Dench is incredible. She's the best M we've ever had. Oh, yes. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'll, she's, I'll, go, I'll she's, go for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't bother. Um, <laughs> because no other, no other M would have gotten you to react the way you reacted when they died, the way. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that, yeah, fair enough. That's a true. Um, And she's incredible, and she's like, it's she's Dame Dame Judy Dench, like she's. Mm. And who's the other one? Uh, so you did Michael Caine, Meryl Streep, Leo, Leo, Di- right. Leo DiCaprio, and Judy Dench. Yeah. Uh jeez, most nominations. And I'm gonna go to out clarify, on a- this isn't most heartbreaks because Leo would obviously be number one, at sure. least for me, in that category. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say Judy Dent, or sure. not Judy Dench, Meryl Streep. I'm going to go Meryl out Streep. on a, a, a limb and say Meryl Streep. Sure. Um, yeah. Just again, because she's she is Hollywood royalty, and you don't mm. reach that status for nothing, right? right. Like you, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Well. It is indeed. I'd like man. to thank the Academy. <laughs> It is indeed Meryl Streep, and it's not even particularly close for second place. So Meryl Streep has... Oh, I, I, that's a mistake. I wrote 24. It's actually 21. She has 21 Oscar nominations. Jeez. 21. And the is that second, a record? No. Yeah. Well, the second closest, the person closest, like in second place, it's tied. Jack Nicholson and Catherine Hepburn both have 12. She has 21. They have 12. Wait, 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 wait. So the most, so she holds the record for most Oscar nominations ever and at 21. Yeah. And the next closest is almost half. That is a fact. Holy shit. Yes. 21. Wow. Yeah. Like that is, that is, that's amazing. Like mm-hmm. that's not just interesting fact. That's. That is a whole nother level of, of <laughs> man. Mm. That's one of those like, you know, how does, how, how does Meryl Streep sleep at night? 
<laughs> on on freshly printed hundred dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's, cool. that's the reason you probably went with that answer in your head because she's well known and well talked about, and I guess that's the reason why. She's Meryl Friggin' Street, man. Yeah. Don't you forget it. I yeah. <laughs> the last question. The last. So you can actually come out pretty decently here if you get this right. Which actor has pretty decently the- <laughs> half of them wrong? <laughs> Which actor has the most Academy Awards? So actual awards in their hand, just like I'm holding most awards in their hands that they say thank you for giving me this award. We've got. Thomas, sorry, I don't know why I said Thomas. Tom Hanks, <laughs> Christian. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, sure. I'm sure it is Thomas Hanks. Thomas Hanks. Thomas Hanks was born on the fourth of July. We got Thomas. Tom Hanks. Dang it, Christian. <laughs> Christ, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Jack Nicholson, and Kate Blanchett. Oh. Huh. Those are all worthy contenders. Um, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate Christian Bale because I don't really like him. You, um, you don't, and you're very clear about that on this show. <laughs> yeah. I don't dislike him. I just don't like him as Batman. And... And that's left a sour taste in my mouth because everyone else is like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love him. And I'm like, mm. um, it's, it's become personal for you. It has. Um, oh, geez. Kate Blanchett. I mean, she is Galadriel for heaven's sakes. She is. And she's also, um, um, Hella. From Thor Ragnarok. I would say that's an underrated role, but yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson. I mean, we just talked about Jack Nicholson because he has a lot of nominations. So you could say, hey, the safe bet... He's had more opportunities, or at least has come in second in opportunities. So maybe luck of the draw, he's high up there. But he has. He's so I know, like I know right off the bat that he's had more nominations than anyone else on this list. He's had yes. more opportunities to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's the other one? Jack Nicholson, Kate Blanchett, Christian Bale, Kate Tom Blanchett, Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. I mean Tom Hanks, Thomas Thomas Hanks. <laughs> Thank goodness he became an actor and he wasn't taken by the rickets as a child. Uh, God bless him. God bless him. Um, oh man. <laughs> the I'm uh, it's I'm I have to go with Jack Nicholson just because just because He's had the most opportunity to, sure. and he's friggin' Jack Nicholson. You know, right. like he's, he's, right. he, again, he is in that same thing as like Meryl Streep is, where even mm. though Jack Nicholson's not acting anymore, Jack Nicholson, 
was like, you never asked Jack Nicholson, with the exception of like Joker, you never asked Jack Nicholson to play a character. Mm. You just asked Jack Nicholson to come be in your movie because what <laughs> you were looking for was Jack Nicholson. Right. <laughs> Right. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. you would hire Johnny Depp because you're like, this is really diverse and we need someone who can really take on this character. Mm. No, if you're hiring Jack Nicholson, it's because you want Jack Nicholson right. in your story. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go Jack Nicholson. JN for short. Well. It was low hanging fruit, but it was worth it. You did it. Uh, he had, for context, three academy awards yeah three really three that number seems lower now so is that the that that's not he's not the record holder he's not a time. record holder uh, just of these four he was the highest okay which okay. i mean sure like you said christian bale some people love him some people hate him but i feel tom hanks and kate blanchett are pretty respectable names and um jack nicholson is higher well, sure. I mean, it, it, you know, it's one of those things. Like, you could you could have come to me and you could have told me Tom Hanks won an Oscar for Castaway, and I would have said, well, sure, of course he of did. Of course, yeah. You could have said, well, and Tom Hanks also won an Oscar for Apollo 13. And I would have said, okay, yeah, sure, absolutely. And then you could have said, and then Tom Hanks won uh, an Oscar for Forrest Gump. And I would have said, okay, yep, I, that makes <laughs> right. sense. That checks yeah, out. Yeah. And then true. Saving Private Ryan. And you're like, okay, yeah, like I... <laughs> sure <laughs> like that all of those all of those and then and then all of the newer stuff like sully and you know whatever mm. else you're like okay yeah sure yeah makes sense fair. to me but yeah jack nicholson and only three only three hmm. yeah they're, they're they're not just handing these things out eh no no is again leonardo dicaprio can attest <laughs> and will smith um <laughs> so that's a good segue so is that yeah, that's a good trivia, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank that's you. Good. Thank that's you. Good. Listen, I don't want to discuss anything that doesn't pertain to things that affect movie fans. Sure. So right or wrong doesn't matter. Was he justified? Doesn't matter. Um should he face criminal charges? Doesn't matter. I do want to talk about things like um, the Academy's reaction, how the rest of the night unfolded, what it will do to his career, what it should or shouldn't do to his career, um, stuff like that. You know, whether, whether like we can, we. I don't want to talk about whether or not he should be charged, but I will talk about whether or not someone's art should be separate from their, from them. Mm -hmm. Right. So stuff like that. Um, so did you see what happened at the Oscars? <laughs> well, I sure did. And I think a lot of people did too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what I saw was a comedian on stage told a joke. Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not that joke, I have I have my own opinions about whether or not that joke crossed the line. Sure. Um, and you can have your own opinions, and and that's great, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but he made a joke that I think we would all agree, whether or not we we think it crossed the line, 
we can all agree it was a joke um, directly at the expense of Jada Pinkett Smith. Of course. Um, at the expense of her condition. Medical condition. Medical condition. Yep. Um, which it causes her to lose her hair, and, and as such, she shaves her head so that she doesn't have, like, mm. patchy chunks. Yeah. And and she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, all jokes, every joke has someone in the crosshairs. That's what, the, there's a punchline. Every joke has someone or something in the crosshairs. There's always a butt of the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Chris Rock took a swing at Jada Pinkett Smith, and um, Will Smith seemingly reacted fine at first, mm-hmm. was laughing. Yep. Um, and then we don't see the moment when that changes. Um, but it definitely changes. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why that footage isn't available because there is a camera angle on him. And I think mm. it would clear a lot of things up if we could see hmm. that moment when it changes, whether Jada mm. tells him like, hey, go kick his ass or like, you know, whatever happens. Um, but Will Smith walks up on stage. Security isn't jumping on him because I don't, he's Will Smith. Like he's, I don't know, he's going up on stage. And mm. and nobody in that room except for Will Smith expected him to smack Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock didn't think that's what was coming. Who knows? Right? He, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. Maybe Will Smith didn't even know that. Like maybe it was just a heat of the moment thing that when he who got know, there, who know, yeah, who knows? Didn't know what he was going to do, and then that's what happened. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. 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 but based on body language and based on on mm. reasonable assumptions, Chris True. Rock had no idea he was about to get hit in the face. No. He was stunned. Yeah. He was stunned mm-hmm. when that happened. And then Will Smith goes and he sits down, and um, <laughs> we're all equally as stunned when it doesn't end there. Um, but mm. he starts shouting profanities from the crowd. Yeah. Then he gets up on stage like 15 minutes later because he wins for, it was for King Richard, right? Yeah, he won um, the the Best Actor Award. Yeah. Yeah. And he got up and he um, he gave a speech, um, some of which was what he was probably planning on saying mm-hmm. originally. Some mm-hmm. of it was, was very much you know, had been written in the last 15 minutes. Um, an emotional speech, like he was crying. Very um, much emotional. Yeah. And he talks about defending his family and that he's at a really stressful... I, I don't think anyone, again, whether it makes it okay, it doesn't make it okay, it's an excuse, it's not an excuse, blah, blah, blah. I don't think there's anyone who would argue that Will Smith was presenting anything in that... in During his speech, he was presenting anything other than um a man who is under a lot of pressure and stress and maybe needs some help maybe maybe is is a little in over his head in life and hmm. and mental health and who knows right um but uh but i'm not giving again that's not me saying hey you know cut the guy some slack i'm not saying that at all mm-hmm. i'm just saying clearly you know it doesn't seem like Will Smith got up there just as an asshole. 
and simply was like, you know, he didn't come to the Oscars thinking mm. I'm going to, I'm going to punch a guy out. Um, and the reason why, and something that's important, I think, in our conversation about this, this is an isolated incident. Mm. Will Smith does not have a history of assaulting people. Right? And so that's, when we talk about the Academy's response, I think that's an important thing for us to mm. to talk about. So anyway, so all this stuff happens. Will yep. Smith gets up, he apologizes to the Academy, to his fellow nominees, and he goes out of his way not to apologize to Chris Rock. There was no apology there. Now, the next day or the day after um, on his Facebook, his social media, he he released a couple of paragraphs um, apologizing and and talking about how, you know, this is not indicative of, of the, the man that he wants to be and blah, blah, blah. Um, I have not heard an official response yet from Chris Rock. Hmm. Um, but that's where we stand now. Sure. There was some criticism. So, okay, so a couple things happened. So, seemingly, I mean, obviously, Will Smith was not escorted out um, when this yeah. happened. No. And then there was some criticism because, um, because the Oscars released a statement pretty much immediately saying the Academy does not condone violence. To which my response was, but you just did. <laughs> you just did. When you didn't throw him out after he assaulted, because it was, it was assault. Mm -hmm. After he assaulted your presenter, you didn't throw him out. That was you condoning his actions. Passively, yeah. Passively, but that was still you condoning them. That was still you saying, we've seen what you've done. And there's no, we're not going to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So there was some criticism there. Then there was a lot of discussion about, well, should we take his Oscar away? Should they take his Oscar away? To which I say unequivocally, no. No. Because the last time I checked, Oscars were not given out because someone was a really nice person. <laughs> right. Or someone has their shit together. Or someone is a decent human being. Right. Oscars are awarded mm -hmm. based on an actor's craft and and the performance that they've given. Mm -hmm. And his actions at the Academy Awards or from here moving forward don't change that. Right. They don't. They don't change his performance that he won the award for. Mm -hmm. So, two things. One, we have gotten word since. Um, in fact, I think it came out today. Um, someone at the Academy made a statement that Will Smith had been asked to leave. And he mm. refused. Interesting. That potentially changes things. 
not as far as taking his Oscar away, but it does mm-hmm. change potentially change things in the sense that there is now talk. They're 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 deliberating on whether or not Will Smith will face expulsion from the Academy. Mm. Basically negating all future consideration for mm-hmm. Oscars. Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Awards. I don't know where I stand on that. Does it will it affect his career moving forward? I don't know. Should mm-hmm. it affect his career moving forward? I don't know. Should they take away his Oscar? No. Because you know, because that's silly. That's like saying, you know, if if someone won an Oscar five years ago and then they go and they get a, in a bar fight and and they get a DUI and mm. they punch a cop. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not funny, rough, but I, yeah. I rough, yeah but r- rough night mm. and certainly bad publicity. Mm. But you don't instantly go checking through your files and go, Ooh, he won an Oscar at one point. We should probably strip that of him. <laughs> we should probably take that away from him. Right? This isn't us. This isn't us tearing down Bill Cosby statues at Disney World. Mm-hmm. This is us saying, we gave you this based on an achievement. Mm-hmm. And that achievement still stands. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to take it away from you. What are your thoughts on this? You saw all the same things that I saw. I would say so, yeah. I've maybe given you some more information now with the him mm. refusing to leave the Oscars. Yes, that was new to me. But I mean, and there's maybe more information to come. Oh, absolutely. Right? So, it's, so yeah. like, you know, it's it's possible that, because it, we've also heard things that maybe someone at the Oscars asked him to leave, and then he was, like, gathering his stuff and getting ready to go, and then right. someone from the production side of the Academy Awards was like, mm-hmm. we want you to stay, and so You're now next. he's getting You're mixed. you next, or, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so now we're getting, like, mixed signals, and, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you're Will Smith... And someone's asked you to leave, mm. like you personally, Pete, if you're there and yep. someone's asked you to leave and then someone else has asked you to stay and mm. you're about, they're about to announce your category for which you stand a very good chance of winning and it's your first ever Oscar. Are you going to listen to the person who's asking you to leave or are you going to no. listen to the person who's telling you to stay? 100%. Yeah. I'm not leaving. I'm staying. Yeah, so 100%. so there's a lot of things we don't know. There's a bunch of hearsay, but based yep. on what we've heard and based on what we've seen, um, what are your thoughts on this situation? I I I think I pretty much mirror what you're saying. I think I completely agree with the not removing the Oscars. Like, I mean, if you use the metaphor of like say a museum or some such, where the Oscars are like a museum of well-made film and film accomplishments. They have nothing to do with the persons that won them as far as their personal lives. So if an actor gets 12 DUIs and does atrocious things, their role that they played in that film was still monumental and and worth an award and a spot on the shelf in this metaphorical museum. Doesn't mean we celebrate the person or celebrate what they did outside of film and support these things. But uh, I, I completely agree that you kind of got to separate the two. So I'm in the same camp. I would not remove the Oscar from him. 
uh, you know, I think I have my own feelings about how I feel about Chris Rock professionally, how I feel about Will Smith professionally from what I know seeing them on TVs. Um, I think I have my own opinion of how I feel the joke and its um, appropriateness and Will Smith's response and its appropriateness. Um, But it's a lot of personal hearsay. I think... I think it's impossible to kind of nail down exactly what happened without knowing every single ounce of detail. I think my resounding statement on this or like thought is just one of disappointment and not of Will Smith. I'm not taking sides here. It's not disappointment of Chris Rock or or Will Smith. My, My disappointment here is just that it's, for me, so unfortunate that a monumental life moment, career moment, in this award, now, regardless, it was his first, but even if it was his seventh, just yeah. that this is overshadowed by, um, like we, Brady, I've said, you know, I've said things to people I regret. I've done things people to I regret. Like we all are human beings. We all have emotional outbursts sometimes. I'm not saying I've hit someone on stage. I'm not saying it's fine. I've made jokes. But you're not saying you have people, <laughs> but I'm just saying we're all human and it's unfortunate that that coincided with um, this event on both sides coincided with him getting this award. And I, I just, I would have much rather just been talking to you about him winning this award for him and just celebrating and talking about it and being excited for him as a, a professional versus having this tarnished. Like, cause in a way it's tarnished. I, I doubt he was jubilant that night i mean no matter how celebratory he would have been there's still in the back of his mind like what did i do on tv um you know i i guess i'm just disappointed that this this was this was kind of the main important thing was sidelined by what occurred right um the two things i will say and and then we can wrap this up yeah yeah i just think i think they're very interesting one is um some people have said, well, you know, Chris Rock didn't maybe, uh, it, maybe Chris Rock didn't know that she had that condition. Yes, he did. She, she's been very public about it for a mm-hmm. couple of years now. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. He knew. Um, the other thing that a lot of people, so, you know, Will, Will Smith hasn't faced any charges because, um, because Chris Rock denied to press any, um, and Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey was had he gave his reaction on a, a morning talk show the other day. Mm. Um, he was talking about how disappointed he was and how this is like, you know, this just basically spells out to people that Hollywood is no longer the cool club that they're a bunch of like, hmm. you know, entitled children and you know, blah blah blah. But um, hmm. but he believed that like one of the reasons why Chris Rock isn't pressing charges is he just doesn't want the hassle of it. Like, it's just a, Mm. you know, it's just this whole thing. But something that not a lot of people are talking about, Mm -hmm. Chris Rock can still sue the Academy. Hmm. Because he was at work. Right. The the Hmm. Academy Awards was his place of work. Right. He was in the workplace and Mm. was assaulted and the fact that he was able to be assaulted in the mm. workplace means that he was in a workplace that was not adequately safe. safe. That's true. 
So he could still, he could sue the Academy. Again, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, not that I think that Chris Rock is, is up for an Oscar anytime soon, <laughs> but I think if you sued the Academy, oh. you could pretty much kiss your chances goodbye. <laughs> I think that is a fair statement. You might get snubbed. Just maybe. So anyways, that's, that's what happened with that. We knew we couldn't do an, an Academy Mm. Awards episode without talking about that. Um, Mm. So there you go. That's our take on the Will Smith thing. Yeah. Take it away. All right. Pete. Well, uh, obviously now it's time to get to the main course of the episode, the Oscar or the Academy Awards. Um, so we're going to, there's going to be about 12 that we go through in total. It's going to be pretty top heavy. So we're going to do the main kahunas first. We're going to do like best picture, director, actors. So the first ones will be a bit top heavy because we're going to really, you know, those might be a bit more talking about just because they're the big ones. And mm-hmm. then as, as we go through these lists, like the last few will might just be like, Hey, the best film that was released on a Tuesday was this and this and this. And, you know, the the technical ones that we're not getting too nitty gritty, but the nitty gritty ones that we are covering will just be pretty, pretty rapid fire. So mm-hmm. that that is how we will do it. All right. So uh, best picture was uh, and you're OK. I'm just going to go out and say who won when I say these things, because it's sounds it's, good. Uh, no surprise. So Coda one best picture. Um, right. Have you seen it? I have not. So uh, I'll go through. So the, uh, all the nominees for best picture were Coda, Belfast, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I would so. have boycotted the Academy Awards forever if Don't Look Up had won best picture. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> The fact that my wife, we were talking and she was asking which of these were up for best picture. And I mentioned Don't Look Up and she like did a double take. She's like, what? And I said, yeah. yeah. Like, listen, I I don't, you know this, you know, you've known this for 27 years now. I'm the biggest Leo fanboy, but if it had one best picture, even I would have raised an eyebrow and gone, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's so bad. I've seen one, two, three four, five, six of these films. Coda, I had not seen. Um, my take, my pick would, was actually Nightmare Alley for Best Picture. That's how I would have chosen it. I'm not saying right. that was my prediction and that that's what I thought would have happened. Just my pick was Nightmare Alley. Um, but that that was your pick having not seen Coda. Not having seen Coda. I, I've heard mixed things about Coda. I've heard some just good things from it. I've heard some people say that it was pretty modest as well. Not bad, but modest. Um, so, um, from actual pundits, it sounds like this wasn't a surprise that it won, but, um, it definitely wasn't my pick. Um, I think don't look up. Didn't have a real chance for me. Uh, drive. My car was a foreign film that I didn't dump into. Dune was, incredibly successful overall in the Oscars. I think it actually won the most awards, but they were more, (laughs) they were more in the technical musical components. And so 
I wasn't personally picking that as the the best picture, and I would have been surprised if it had been Dune. King Richard, I don't think that was it for me. Licorice Pizza, I haven't seen, but that I've I've heard good things about it. I've also heard it's quite slow and quite um it doesn't reach a lot of people or doesn't reach some people, so I would have been surprised by that. Power of the Dog had a lot of hype. Have you hadn't seen Power of the Dog? Um Jane Champion was up for uh, a directing uh, best director nomination. It, it got a lot of hype. I think that it was. I think mainly down to Power of the Dog and Coda, as far as who were the the main ones. And um, West Side Story. I saw it. I actually really enjoyed it. It was close for me. It actually came close to being my pick for best picture. I'll talk about it a bit later. But um, I loved Nightmare Alley. I'm, I'm just gonna say i loved it loved bradley cooper of all the ones that i saw it was my favorite um visually i loved what it did it kept me on the edge of my seat it got escalating as the, as the film went on and just i can't stop thinking about there I, there's some i watched a youtube video talking about the subtleties and the differences between the original and the modern day and uh there's there in the closing line of each film there's there's a, a closing line that the main character says and it's literally like one word of difference, but the, the, the it's like an impactful word that just kind of raises all these questions of nature versus nurture. And it just has my mind blown about thinking of what uh, uh, Guillermo de Toro wanted to do with his spin of this movie. And so just visually, story-wise, acting-wise, wonderful with Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett and a bunch of other names. So Nightmare Alley was my pick, but Coda won. Um to my to my surprise, I guess. Cool. Do you think yeah. knowing about Coda, would you ever watch it? Does it ring uh, an interest bell for you at all? I mean, it does more so now that it's one best picture. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, it wasn't really on my radar before. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it definitely is. Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely not surprised that Dune didn't win. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And I'm not surprised that Don't Look Up didn't win. It got <sighs> me thinking though. You were just talking about Dune, and I was like, mm-hmm. Do you think if they had? Do you think if 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 we were to be able to invent a new Academy category, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think Zendaya would win Best Cameo? For Dune. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that's a joke, but it's also kind of true. It's also kind of true. It's she's in the movie for like true. five minutes. It's like an oh, eight-hour movie. She's in it for like if, five minutes. If that. Yeah. If. That's yeah. a big if. Um, my only last thing I'll say for best picture, I was a little disappointed of the green knight not getting a nod for any oscars let alone best picture loved it from 2021 and everyone asked the question well if you can only have so many nominees it's hard to pick and choose right now i'm telling you rip don't look up right out of there and put in the green knight and let's have another discussion about best picture (laughs) but okay but all right uh that was my only uh disappointment in that category next category all right all right all right right, pete in your world instead of don't look up not winning best picture green knight can not win best picture (laughs) if that makes if that makes a big difference to you just to getting the nomination is recognition enough that's that's fair uh next category best directing so this came down to 
Um, well, the winner was Jane Ch- uh, Campion for The Power of the Dog. Mentioned that a bit before. Kenneth Branagh was up with Belfast. Um, the director for Drive My Car and Licorice Pizza were almost still nominated. And the bigger one for me was Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. This got it for me. I was almost tempted to give Best Picture to this, but then I went with uh, Best Director. And I'll tell you why. I tried watching the original West Side Story. I believe it's from the 60s. Tried watching it a couple of years ago. And I fell asleep after maybe 15 minutes, woke up, wondered what I was doing with my life, had an existential crisis, and just turned it off just because I couldn't get through it. Wasn't for me. It was very slow. Uh, just I wasn't picking up anything it was laying down. So I had no horse in this race going, ooh, I'm very interested in what Steven Spielberg's doing. Let's check it out. I was watching it mainly because it was up for nominations. I right. watched this. I watched this. Not my favorite film ever, not my favorite musical ever, but holy heck, what he did for me, transforming a nothing of a film in my eyes, no offense to people who like it, to now, wow, this was vibrant, exciting, dynamic to me. Like, there were musical sequences that I watched on YouTube literally four or five times. And in contrast, I watched the originals on YouTube, couldn't even make it all the way through. I'd stop about two or three minutes in and go, I'm going back to the Steven Spielberg. So what he did for me, bringing a film back to life, rejuvenating it, bringing it through a modern day lens, incredible. It was just incredible. Well, I mean, it's Steven Spielberg. It's Steven Spielberg. Like I'm Brady, I'm telling you, there were musical sequences, the choreography, the vibrant color schemes, the costumes, the music. It was a little disappointing. I read only about two songs were actually performed like while they were filming, the rest were just dubbed over and you can tell. So, I mean, it's not a perfect film, but what he did, just that accomplishment, it's incredible. He won best director as a result of it. And I will say this, it's, I'm so passionate about this. I wish I was a billionaire so I could produce this. I want Steven Spielberg to make Citizen Kane. I want him to make a remake of the quote unquote, the best movie ever made. I think Leonardo DiCaprio would be perfect for the main role in that film. And that is what I want. I want that film made through a new lens and Steven Spielberg has just blown me away. So I'm, I've never seen you so excited about anything and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you have passion. Thank you. <laughs> You're not on cocaine, are you? Because <laughs> that was like a really aggressive two or three minutes. And, and <laughs> just when I thought you couldn't top yourself, you were like, you just came at me with more. You know, you were like, I'm like, okay, surely he's out of breath. And he's like, <laughs> and let me tell you another thing. I am just so like, it's good. It's great. That's, that's excellent. I just, I'm a little worried about, um, my drug you know, habits. If, if you're hitting the slopes with some of that fresh, fresh powder, but <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. Uh, that's interesting because typically your personality, you would <laughs> typically, I could make a cocaine joke. And it would very obviously be a joke, but you would still feel the need to like, mm. and for the record, I don't do cocaine. Actually, and for the record, I don't do the co- do the cocaine. Oh, I should no. probably say that. I should say Now you've ruined it. Now you've ruined it. No one will take it seriously now. Oh, man. All right. Next category, best actor. Uh, so obviously- Wait, sorry. Did you say who won the director Oh, yes. Uh, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, best actor uh, obviously went to Will Smith. We talked about that. He got it for King Richard. Um, other actors that were nominated, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberpatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, your friend of the show for Tick, Tick, Boom, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, right. I I thought Will Smith was good in King Richard. Um, I don't think he was my pick. I don't, I'm not disappointed he was picked. Benedict Cumberpatch was my pick for this. He was in The Power of the Dog. Not my favorite film. You know, it was hard to get into. A lot of people I've heard just, it was hard to reach them, so to speak. So it was hard to get into. But Benedict Cumberpatch played such a chilling antagonist in this film. Like I'm talking about bone chilling at times. He he rocked this role. It was incredible. And for me, it just stood out. Although the film wasn't my favorite, his role was just so well played that for me, I would have picked Benedict as uh, best actor. Not disappointed Will Smith won though, but... Um, wasn't my choice. You know what's interesting? So I, I always talk about, and this is something we didn't talk about with the Will Smith thing, but I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of like separating the actor from their craft. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of not letting a, a, a person's actions mm. prevent you from enjoying <laughs> the work that they've made. Right. Um, You know, whether it be like I didn't I didn't throw out all of my Kevin Spacey Blu-rays when when right. Because Baby Driver is still a great movie. Right. Like, I don't know. That's that's and and teach their own. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that. Mm. And I don't think it's like I don't think I don't think this Will Smith thing has put me off entirely or permanently or even long term Mm. from wanting to watch King Richard. Having said that, mm-hmm. it something about it makes me not something about it makes me sure that I'm not going to go watch it anytime soon. Like right. I, I, I'm just like, eh. Yep. yep. I and I, th- I think it's just me wanting to distance myself from yeah. What happened from th- that whole situation? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And it's not even like it's not even like Will Smith as a whole. Like I would watch, no, yeah. I would watch any other Will Smith movie tomorrow. I would. Oh, I, okay. We can wrap this up, and I'll go watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Sure. Yep. But something about just the movie that he won the award for, and the, like I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm just done with the hype about it yep. right now. I'm 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 done. Like we. We obligatorily kind of talked about it. We did our bit, and now I'm like, Meh. unless something big and 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 crucial comes out about it, mm-hmm. then there's no. There's, I have no interest in talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think I need a little bit of time to pass before I'm like, that's fair. Yep. Interested in sitting and watching King Richard. That's completely fair. I I can hear you 100. percent I can yeah. re- understand that. Uh, the next act, the best category for best actress, uh, was actually won by Jessica Chastain, who I didn't realize this was even a film, but the eyes of Tammy Faye. And, um, from what I see, it looks like a dynamic role that she played. So uh, I don't have any faults with her winning it. Um, <laughs> That's Olivia, good. Olivia Coleman was up for the lost daughter, Penelope Cruz for parallel mothers, 
Nicole Kidman uh, for being the Ricardos. But my choice far and away was Kristen Stewart for um, Spencer. Watched it. What an incredibly interesting film overall. She's a good performer. She is an incredible performer. I think she was the perfect choice for Lady Diana Spencer. Um, the film overall was excellent. Like the music was so perfect. It like built in every scene, the music would kind of build this tension to like a, a climax. And it just got so intense that you kind of grab the edge of your seat and you start feeling uncomfortable and stressful. But right. regardless, her specifically, Kristen Stewart, I would have picked for best actress. Um, it was the only film that I saw of these actors that were nominated for it. So I guess technically she's the only choice I could do, but I am. It's not an obligatory choice. Like she was incredible, and um, I, I'm, I, I feel it's fun watching her in dynamic roles, and this isn't new for her. She's been in so much, but it's just coincidental that I watched it recently to watching the Batman, where we've got Robert Pattinson, and I think there's less and less people talking about oh, it's the people from Twilight. Uh, you know, I think we, I think most moviegoers have moved past that narrative and I think they're like, hey, these are two well-accomplished actors. So. And I think I think those people are fewer and fewer. But it's just fun to see, hey, like, you guys have come a long way. Like, good for you. And so she was incredible as my long-winded point. The film was incredible. That was my choice. Cool. Cool. She's also really good in... Um, I can't remember the name of the movie. But it's a, it's a biopic, and she plays Joan Jett. Oh. Yeah, hmm. like a young Joan Jett, and she's good in it. Yeah. Interesting. So, I, again, I'm I am glad to see them sort of come out from under the shadow of, of the Twilight saga. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, ne- next up, we got Best Supporting Actress, which uh, came down to me. The only two that I had seen were Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of note, it was super weird to hear because she had a son in that film named Peter. So to have Kirsten Dunst in a film saying, Peter, 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 Peter and it not being Peter Parker, what just mm. threw my threw me for a loop. But uh came down to Kirsten Dunst and uh, the West Side Story, Ariana DeBose uh, was nominated. Ariana DeBose did win for West Side Story. So I don't have any problems with that. She was good in that film and it was a good film for me. So I guess you could say I was correct or at least we aligned for this one, so what was what the winner was is what I would have chosen. Did neither Jennifer Lawrence or Leo get nominations for Don't Look Up? Mm, I don't think so. I'll do a quick. I uh, know I'm pretty sure they didn't. Okay, good. I mean, again, <laughs> biggest fanboy, but yeah, not, not not the time for an award. No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Uh, I was just wondering because I was like, oh. I ex- I kind of expected We're her name to pop it. up here just because her name didn't pop up right. in the female lead. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe, but no. no okay. So they just flat out didn't get any consideration. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Uh, um, for, <laughs> uh, for best supporting actor. Um, it was Troy Kotzer from Coda, again, a film I had not seen. This one was just a toss up for me, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. Power of the Dog had two actors that were up for it, uh, Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith McPhee. I guess I'd go for Cody Smith McPhee. He played kind of a, 
I guess also a chilling role kind of commonality in that film, but um, not much to talk about here. I am curious. JK Simmons was a nominee for being the Ricardos. So I am just genuinely curious because the, the film itself is intriguing to me and JK Simmons is intriguing. So um, he was nominated so that, you know, sometime I might sit down and watch that film because of that. JK Simmons is a tank. Like we honestly, <laughs> like physically, he, right. the guy's ripped. But right. also, um, also from like an acting chop standpoint, like I don't know. We you think JK Simmons, and it's easy just to think Jay Jonah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, whether it's whether it's um, oh, it's the the it's the drumming movie. Um, oh, um, Whiplash. Whiplash, yep. whether it's Whiplash or any of the other stuff that he, like he's actually, mm-hmm. he's actually a good actor just because oh, yeah. he was in like these campy, cheesy comic book movies. Yes. Playing sort of a larger than life caricature mm-hmm. of a, of a person. Yeah. Um, he, J.K. Simmons is, is a serious performer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, so next are the, these are two categories. We've got best original screenplay and best adapted screenplay. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of alignment for me as far as the nominees in this categories and films I felt strongly about. So best, <coughs> pardon me. Nice. <laughs> best cough. Best original screenplay was Belfast with Kenneth Branagh. So he won the Oscar. Don't look up was a nominee. Um, it's so I, it's so bad. I I don't get it. I, I like I ge- I either. genuinely don't get it. I I'm with you. Uh, I I picked King Richard just obligatorily because it was the only of these that I had seen that I thought was okay. Licorice Pizza, for what it's worth, was a nominee as well for those who are interested. Uh, best adapted screenplay. The only one that I had seen were The Power of the Dog and Dune, so I went with Power of the Dog. But again, it was kind of obligatory, so I don't feel too strongly in this category. What else um, was nominated for that category, though, for so Adapted? For Adapted, Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, Lost Daughter, and Power of the Dog. Really? So no, Tick, Tick, Boom didn't get one for yeah. either of those? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's just a lot of films that, I, again, I felt strongly about, like Nightmare Alley or, um, you know, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, Spencer, you know, like all these different things that I'm like, I felt strongly about these, and these ones didn't align with my interests. So, it does feel like a weird Oscars year, like in more yeah. way than one. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's a bit more uh, something to chew on. Best original score. So okay, we've got Dune. We've got Don't Look Up, which is awful as Don't Look Up was. This the score was interesting as far as a tempo for the film. Um, we've got Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. Ooh, can I guess? 100%. It's got to be Encanto just because everyone's singing that damn song. And I'm, am I correct? Was that um, Manuel, sorry, what's his name? Uh, 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 Lin-Manuel Miranda. Am I confusing films or is that the... No, he wrote all those. Yeah, He wrote all those, yeah. That would that'd be a logical guess. But it was actually, and I agree with this, Dune. Dune. One best original sure. score. Yeah. Is it Zimmer? Hands. Handsy boy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I have no problems with Dune. That was my choice. Second was Power of the Dog. 
as much as the film wasn't my favorite, the, the soundtrack was good. So um, pretty, pretty, pretty in alignment with here. Original song, this is just, let's beat on this category for a second. Um, a lot of them that I wasn't familiar with. Um, you know, we've got something from Belfast, which I, neither of us have seen. Encanto had a song up for this, so that's noteworthy. Is it the, is it, was it the, the, Dos don't talk about. It's, it's called Dos, Ar- I'm good, this is awful, Dos Arugatayas, uh, Arugatas. Huh. Okay. I can't pronounce it properly. Uh, f- uh, Be Alive from King Richard. But the winner, and this is where I have a bone to pick, the winner was No Time to Die. Billie Eilish? Yeah. All right, pick a bone. I I know you like that song. I just thought it was so meh. Like, compared to the other James Bond films, I was just... Yeah, I... Yeah. I I stand by it. I think it's. I think it's a great song. I think it's... It's sad, which captures so much yeah. of the essence of that movie. Sure. Um, yeah. Interesting that No Time to Die wasn't up for like some I think anything it, else so far. It may have been up for some of the more technical ones, right? But I mean, so far we we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I stand by that, and good for her. Is that? I I, I wonder. Is that her first Oscar? That must be. I would assume so, just because she's younger she's so young and what other movie has she really yeah yeah that's exciting though i'm that's that's awesome Mm -hmm. i am curious if there have i feel like i've looked up and some other bond songs have won oscars but i'm curious which ones have and which ones have not also interesting something i'm just realizing now was um and maybe i'm maybe i'm confusing my timeline and it was a 20 no it was a 2021 film yeah. Man, House of Gucci has not made any appearances here. Right. That was uh, that was 2021, right? Yeah, it looks, uh, just doing a quick search, it looks like it had only one nomination for Best Makeup and Hairstyling, and it did not win. Right, which would be the, the crazy get-up that they put um, Jared Leto in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah, that's uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I heard bad things about it. I heard it's not good, and I heard oh. um, Lady Gaga's Italian accent is Russian, like throughout the entire film. Weird. Like she does a really bad Italian accent, but hmm. okay, cool. Hmm. Uh, next category: best cinematography. So I this is a category I saw all the options for. Dune one. That was not my choice, but Dune one. Power of the Dog was up for it. West Side Story was up for it. I I almost picked West Side Story. Like I said, I I really loved it. I wanted the Tragedy of Macbeth was up for it, and I wanted Tragedy of Macbeth. From when I saw the trailer, I thought six months ago this could have been the winner for me. Tragedy of Macbeth didn't pan out for me as much, but the winner for me in my books would have been Nightmare Alley. There were just some moments and just some visuals in that film that were just incredible. Uh, specifically, there were some therapy sessions with Kate Blanchett and um, Bradley Cooper. They're sitting in an office having therapy, and there's these huge windows, and it's gloomy and it's snowy, but the light that's coming in on their faces and the interior, just incredible. And so just other things as well, but just for me, it would have been Nightmare Alley for cinematography. But it was Dune. 
And it, that's fair too. The cinematically, visually, Dune had some strong visuals. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I'm trying to think. It's been so long since I've blacked out Dune. Um, <laughs> and I am listen. I am wanting to rewatch it. Um, I think probably sure. in the next month or two, I have plans. Yeah, that's fair. plans to rewatch it. Um, <laughs> I Black yeah, out. you know. <laughs> You know, I um I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember the cinematography in it. I do remember being wowed visually by it. I remember mm. that being a part yep. of my feedback. Yep. Was me saying, it's a horrible film. It's very boring. <laughs> I'll never get that part of my life back and I'm quite annoyed by it. But <laughs> visually. But visually it was something to look at. Um and I guess I didn't consider it until now, but surely some of that was the cinematography. Sure. Yeah. Right. So that yeah, I, I yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm not angry about that. Yeah. That's fair. We're down to the final three that we're gonna cover. The final three. Okay. Uh visual effects and um the winner was Dune. Again, another Oscar that won, again, in the more technical category. Other options were Spider-Man, No Way Home, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, No Time to Die, and Free Guy. I Wait, sorry, ring, r- run those all past me again? Yeah, of course. So best visual This is the first effects. time I, like, I've seen most of them. All of them, yeah. Actually, I was just thinking that. You could weigh in on this. Best visual <laughs> effects. So the winner was I Dune. I get to be a part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dune was the winner, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Before we weigh in, I will say- Yeah, and I, yeah, okay, go ahead. I will tell you what my pick was. Okay. I, obviously, Spider-Man No Way Home is probably the superior film out of these ones, so, although that's not my pick, I will say Free Guy. Visually, as far as the effects, I thought it was incredible, kind of having that video game-esque atmosphere. And How I would just, be your pick? That would be my pick, just based on best visual effects, just how vibrant and lively it was. I know the film is an Oscar bait, per se, like the story, and, you know, it's a comedy, but just the effects stood out to me, and okay. that was my pick. Let's let's Can we walk through them quickly, one by of one? Of course. So Shang-Chi, um, Shang-Chi, I mean, is beautiful to look at. It's got a lot of that, like, ancient Chinese, you know, like we get dragons and we get some mythical creatures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Some stuff, I don't know, there were moments where I found some of the CG of some of those creatures. And I think this, I think this was reflected in my review, Mm. um, I found some of the CG a little jarring, hmm. but I also didn't like, you know, it was, it was good, but, but it was no, like it, but it just felt like, some, it felt consistent with Marvel. I was like, you know, I wasn't mm. wowed by it. Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean... Yeah, it's a great movie, but again, it's like, I didn't, I never didn't believe it. 
except the lizard was never done super well. No. And that's true. The lizard. Some of the Sandman effects were actually pretty bad. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, yeah. but again, yeah, yeah. so it was just kind of like eh. Dune, I don't it, it, I don't remember Dune well enough to weigh in on it and and really give an opinion. Um and then Free Guy and what was the other one or is that it? Uh so Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, and then Dune for obviously the winner. See, No Time to Die, I think I think No Time to Die needs to be heavily considered here only because there's something magical about Okay, so okay, so Free Guy, let's talk about Free Guy. Free Guy is yeah, yeah. is is a is a vomiting of special effects. It is as <laughs> CGI and special effects it's as it's as close to CGI and special effects pornography as it gets. Like that right. is it is just nonstop over the top. Mm-hmm. And some of it, like, and, it, and it's it's an interesting spec- spectacle and it's fun to look at, but I would almost say that that belongs less in a effects category and more in, like, a art design or, like, creative something or other. Because a lot of it, because it's, like, a video game thing, it's like, okay, well, you know, I, it's going to take me a lot longer but I've got Adobe After Effects on my computer mm. and I could film me and then watch a bunch of YouTube videos and tutorials and stuff like that and add a a video game, like a cartoony video game mm. life bar or something above my head or or stuff like that. And so much of that movie is those things, is because what you're looking at is so ridiculous. Right. It's it's very forgiving. Sure. Because because you don't because you there's not this super high standard that you're holding it to. It's supposed to look like a video game. Sure. Whereas if I said like I think I think the interesting thing about No Time to Die and all these other films, all these other films have ridiculous things in them. Mm. that are not realistic, are not real, and therefore the special effects stand out. True. If I say, what what did you think about the special effects in No Time to Die? You would have to stop and think about what those special effects were. Mm. And that is the sign of really good effing special effects. True. Because if I can watch a movie, because, because the goal of a special effects artist is for you not to realize that they've done any work. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right? If they've done their job properly, then you don't know that they've done their job. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, so that's that's why I think you can't just overlook No Time to Die because No Time to Die if I told you and I'm trying to think if there's any exceptions not really. If I told you, Pete, like with mm. the exception of like bullet holes in cars and so like there's some stuff that we know yeah, yeah. Ha- have been enhanced just because of safety reasons. Mm-hmm. But if I told you that, you know, barring one or two shots, 
No Time to Die, you know, they were really going for something special with this No Time to Die, and they decided to shoot the entire thing practically, mm. right? So every time they flip a car or there's an explosion or there's a whatever, right? those are maybe except for the, the island blowing up, because why would you pay to do that? But, <laughs> but, but everything else, if I said these, they actually did all of this, mm-hmm. you would go, wow. Wow, that's really impressive and that's really interesting and fun that they made that decision. You wouldn't go, well, no, obviously they didn't. Look at all these shots. All these shots look very obviously special effectsy. So I think I to me, I again, I think that would have been my choice. Would have been no time to die, which I seems like the odd pick. I I recognize that. But that's why it's my pick, is because yeah. you wouldn't think of it for this category, and that's why it's so damn good. Because they did their job and you didn't realize they were doing it. That's fair. That's an interesting so, point. That uh, is an interesting point. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I I will not change my answer, but I will. Sorry, you're a cocaine guy. <laughs> I, I am mean not. to insinuate record, that you take. For the record, I am not. I did not mean to insinuate that you take your drugs, <laughs> your recreational drugs, via inhalation. Uh. I miscounted. We actually have one category left. One. Not two, but one. Oh, gosh. Okay. So 11. Is, it's an unlucky the, number. <laughs> no, it is still 12, but I... Oh, it's still I had, 12. You just got ahead of yourself. Okay. I got ahead of myself. So this is the last one. Uh, and it is uh, costume design. So the winner was Cruella, which... How can you go wrong? You've got Emma Watson, yeah, no, Emma Emma Stone, Stone, Emma Thompson, and yeah, the two Emmas. I, from two what of I remember, the three Emmas, two of the two of the trifecta. Um, I, from what I remember, I think it was vibrant and you know, like appropriately wonky. Yeah, for the I mean, characters. yeah, I mean, she's Cruella Deville, and yeah. so there's something that comes with that. Plus, it was like, like a '60s '70s kind of. Yeah, oh yeah. It was like a seventies right, kind of thing. Yeah. And so there was some fun mm-hmm. stuff happening there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And all the crazy dresses, obviously. Like it's about a yeah. fashion designer. Yeah. And so, yeah, so okay. that was that was the winner. That's not who I picked. Serrano was a, a film I have no idea about was up for it. Dune was up for uh costume design. West Side Story could have come close with that. It was also very good. But Nightmare Alley for me just I I saw this pick and I said, "Yep, let's do it." Just the costumes were perfectly time appropriate, and not that they were uh, like crazy. Like it was just a period piece in the '30s, but just they did a great job with it. They didn't try to do too much. They didn't do not enough. It was just great for me. So that Nightmare Alley was my pick, but Cruella is also a logical choice. See, Dune is one where to me costumes would also make sense because you yeah oh yeah yeah you've created this world mm-hmm. right so there's there's like yeah it, it, every mm-hmm. there's there's in a movie like dune none of the costumes are as simple as like well what blue jeans would our character be wearing 100 right it's so. the same issue that they had with lord of the rings where mm-hmm. they had you have to create everything because it's otherworldly you can't yeah. use a piece of fabric or linen that someone watches it and say, hey, I just got that at Target last week. No, you need to like weave your own shit so that you can, <laughs> you 
you know yeah. it's like uh, we need exactly. we need a fa- we need a fabric you know we can't just get cloaks for the hobbits we need a fabric so that we can make these cloaks well where are we going to get this fabric well we need to make the fabric right because that's <clears throat> what would have been yeah yeah exactly cool. yeah cool well that's that it wraps, that that wraps it up that is it man yeah so on a scale of 0 to 10 how would you rank the 20 <laughs> 2021 Academy Awards. You know what? I I won't give it a number ranking, but I will say it's nice to be talking about Oscars again. We did it two years ago, and it was fun. Um, we did it not last year. That was a weird to say way to say we didn't do it last year. Just with the world climate, and then also the films that were up because of a lot. Nothing of came out late. really for yeah, me like, personally. Yeah. Nothing that I was interested that too much came out. I'm sure there were some exceptions, but. This mm-hmm. year, just everything that was backlogged that kind of got pushed and was released this year, it just seemed like open the floodgates. There's a lot of material here. So mm-hmm. cool. It was fun. Cool. It was fun. Well, listen, before we get to what you watched this week, before, uh, we have some ex- we, before we even get to your segment, I don't mean to upstage you, but I have, uh, I have something that would wrap up make sense wrapping up with the Oscars before we move on to the next segment. All right. So it's kind of out, like it's kind of out of left field, but it's also in line with what we're talking about. Um, I wrote a poem and I'm going to share it. And I don't know what I really need to say other than it's about Leonardo DiCaprio Specifically, specifically Oscar related that, you know, us fans of Leo think that he hasn't won his due diligence of film Oscars. Oh, gosh. You know, he should have more awards, more nominations, bada bing, bada boom. But it's it's in line with that. That's that's all you need to know. All right. Wine at uh, me. see, see, See how many of the films that you could recognize from this poem. Somewhere on the frontier, celebrating with the bears, Leonardo, an actor who in craft would become ached and chaffed just to get that golden man. Leonardo, although this vegan is renowned, he can still throw some raw bison down. Leonardo, Oscar results not ideal, but this man's acting chops are incredibly real. How about the Bard's most famous play, playing Romeo night and day, the most classic love tale of all time? Rose said there was no room for more, but clearly there was space for four, so much for looking out for your homeboy. An aviator of proportion, a federal marshal with distortion, and yelling out again, I'm not a cop. From the gangs of New York City to the queasy wolf of Wall Street, making all Scorsese films complete. Fitzgerald's epic Jazz Age tale, don't forget Gatsby's plight, ever always grasping that green light. Could be a lawyer pilot doc, Tom Hanks even fell for his crock, pulling off some wicked 60s pranks. A thief who enters people's dreams, although when the credits roll it seems, only Michael Caine knows what occurred. Although it's nowhere near a truth, the adventures of Dalton and Booth in Tarantino's old Hollywood. 
All this to say with his film list that potential Oscars were dismissed is a crime without measurement. Though climate change is very real, enough to get his sincere appeal, hopping in that horse carcass made a squeal. And there you go. This is what you do instead of spending time with your wife. <laughs> like, like, furthermore, like, I know that you've said that, like, you guys have, like, your allotted, like, time where you get to go do your own thing. But then even still, the fact that this is what you choose is... It's impressive. It's alarming. Indeed. It's impressive. Indeed, yes. That was beautiful. That was longer than I thought it would be. Like it you, was, you, you went for you went for broke. It it was a little on the long side, but there's a lot of epic films that had to be referenced. So yeah. Oh are, no. Yeah. I would, that wasn't a criticism. No no, no. 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 Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Uh, so exciting news. You're pregnant. I am. Uh, no, we <laughs> listen. We something I've been wanting to do for a while. Something that I'm like I don't know how to like. I don't know how to make it a part of the show. And then I decided, mm. well, the way that we make it a part of the show is by making it a part of the show, doing it in the show, yeah. um, is each week, uh, after we talk about the movie or in this case, uh, the Oscars, we are, um, before we, before we talk about what we watch this week, I'm just mm. going to run down a couple of items of movie news from the last seven days from the last mm. week. And, yeah. um, then we'll kind of, We'll kind of just give our two cents here and there on them. Mm. Um, part of the reason I want to do this is I feel like I've always got this sort of plethora of what's happening behind the movie industry veil. And Pete, like, <laughs> I'm constantly, this is just basically like, yeah. this, this, is, this is us, this is us letting the audience sit in on me telling you all of the things that I want you to know, that I wish you already right. knew. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, here we go. So, Lightyear, the upcoming Pixar film based on um, Buzz Lightyear. Um, not the toy, but the actual space cadet character guy that the toy is based off of. Anyways, it has now officially been confirmed okay. as the first theatrical release for Pixar in over two years. Because everything else we've had, whether it be right. Soul or it be right. um, Turning Red or yeah. uh, what was that other? Uh, Luca, right? Luca. Those have all gone straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. So for right. the first time in two years, uh, Pixar might make some money. And that's <laughs> kind of excited for them. Uh, how does this sit for you? Are you excited to. I know you've been enjoying the. Mm-hmm. You've been enjoying sitting at home watching them, not having to like get yep. the babysitter, and because I assume yep. this is something that you and the misses would go see. I would think so together. Yeah. Um, so, th- so this will be a babysitter night for you, um, which is funny, you know, ditching your kids so that you and your wife can go watch a cartoon <laughs> kids show. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts? I, I, you know, Lightyear seems like maybe more so than any other film. Mm-hmm. space and rockets and sound design and and the action that's probably going to come along with something mm-hmm. like this maybe lends itself to a theatrical release a sure. little bit more than some of the others we've had. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that point's granted. I mean, that's fair. 
I feel like just in general, though, like Pixar for me um, are the type of films that I don't necessarily need to see in theater. You know, uh, you know, it's not action heavy. It's not the soundtrack. You know, I don't need to be immersed in it. So, I, you know, I think obviously this is no surprise. Like this was eventually going to return to the norm um, of being released in theaters. But, you know, I'm indifferent. I'm like, oh. I could have just as easily watched it at home and not been disappointed, but you know. Having having said that, though, if they announce Toy Story five tomorrow, that's a theater watch. But that's different. That is a different scenario. You know, it's yeah. not like Turning Red four or something. Or Finding you know? Nemo. Yeah. Another Finding Nemo. Something that's like <laughs> yeah, core yeah. to the yeah okay core to cool. the franchise or core to the company. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, Ezra Miller is in the news, so. Mm. Like three years ago, two two years ago, Ezra yeah. Miller, um, there was some situation that went down with Ezra Miller. He was drunk in a bar, mm-hmm. and he throttled a woman or threw a woman to the ground and squeezed her neck or, or something like that. Um, and at the time, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, who had him, obviously has him as their, their Barry Allen, their Flash, mm-hmm. um, but he's also an integral part of their Fantastic Beasts franchise, yeah. sort of took the, um, sort of took the stance of, we didn't see anything, uh, and didn't say anything. They didn't release a statement. They, they <laughs> sort of just ignored it, um, which was very interesting because this is the, sort of the same time frame in which Johnny Depp gets dumped in the Fantastic Beasts franchise. So, mm. anyways, that was kind of interesting. Um, hmm. But uh, a couple of days ago now, um, he was at a bar in Hawaii. What? Um, what did he do now? And he was drinking. Oh, prepare yourself for a laundry list. He was drinking, um, as seems to be a strong suit for him, and. Uh, he, I guess, didn't like the sound of the karaoke that a woman was singing and started yelling at her to stop. And when she didn't oblige, he, um, got up on stage and like ripped the microphone out of her hands. And, and rumor has it that, that he said, you know, do you not know who I effing am? And like, you know, all this, just like stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. Yeah, they tried to talk him down, and they wouldn't. He it didn't work, so he got arrested um, and got bailed out. So this is where the story gets even more weird. So he got bailed hmm. out for five hundred dollars by this couple who he had met four or five days prior to in Hawaii, had really hit things off, and had really hit things off with them, and was currently staying with them. Why is okay. Ezra Miller okay. couch surfing in Hawaii with couples that he what what so anyway a lot of what is going on here so then they get him back there's more home. yeah oh there's a lot more so all this stuff goes down the next day um there's police reports filed against him by this couple saying he went into their bedroom stole a bunch of stuff threatened to kill them um including i think the send and i need to censor this here including saying i will do i need to censor this no it's not a swear word including saying i will bury your whore of a wife so like getting real nasty 
really, really not okay stuff. Mm-hmm. Then a report came out that in the last uh, two weeks or so that Ezra Miller has been in Hawaii, the local police station has had 10 calls regarding Ezra Miller. Hmm. Um, and and yeah. And then a couple months ago, he was online and he, he posted some video about getting together a death a death force or a kill squad to like go take out this certain political group and blah like just stuff that a is a whole lot of just stuff that's indicative of someone who needs help. Stuff that's yeah. indicative of someone who maybe has some mental stuff going on. What's yep. very interesting about all of this is. Um, it is a pattern of behavior at this point, so it's it's definitely an issue. This isn't a one-off mm-hmm. like the Will Smith thing was. Yep. Um, and he he is in a movie coming out in a couple of weeks in The Secrets of Dumbledore, um, which is too late to do anything about. Like, that movie mm-hmm. is here and it's happening and, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. However... He is also Barry Allen in the Flash movie, which is coming out early next year, and is shot, but is far enough away. And let me know your thoughts, but I'm wondering at this point, there's got to be someone over at Warner Brothers who's saying, I don't know if Ezra Miller can be our Barry Allen anymore. Yeah. Oh, I think this has got to be the worst timing. I've got three minutes left on my camera, so this is not the type of thing I want to shotgun. But that's def- that's the first thing that's going through my mind. Every for everything that you just said, it's like I don't know if he can be the Barry Allen. Like, how can you go on and keep hiding this stuff? So that's the first thing that came to my mind. If you've right. got time to replace him, what the heck? Like, what it, what other choices do you have? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would cost him a lot of money to have to reshoot a bunch of stuff. Oh. Um, so it sounds like at some point in the next couple of minutes here, Pete's video feed is going to disappear, but he apologizes profusely. I apologize Uh, profusely. um, Moving on real quick, Ron Howard, the director, (laughs) is going to direct a biopic (laughs) about the life of Jim Henson. Huh. Do do, do you know who Jim Henson is? Of course. Of course. Yeah. So very interesting. And he has, they have the full cooperation of the Jim Henson estate. His family's going to work closely with them to, you know, to do whatever. But that could be a really hmm. magical movie, seeing like the creation of characters like Kermit the Frog and, and Bert and Ernie and him working alongside Frank Oz and yeah, all of these things. That could be, that could be a lot of fun. Is that a movie that excites you? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd say excite, just because it's the first time I've heard of it, and I don't know how I feel. But if nothing else, the 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 top the topic of and material like an iconic person and an iconic franchise. So, I mean, uh, it's definitely got my interest. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Did, did you see this? I did. So Bruce Willis has stepped away from acting. Um, they haven't used the word retire, but I think that's essentially what's being said here. Mm-hmm. Um, he has uh, aphasia. Is that, am I saying mm, that correctly? I think so. Um, which is essentially, apparently, a degener- degenerative brain condition, mm-hmm. um, where which can be brought on by a couple of things. It can be post-stroke. It can be brain tumor. Mm-hmm. It can be... Um, 
like a severe head trauma. But basically Mm. what happens is you start losing the ability to be able to connect words and sentences and, and read and understand language basically. Mm. Um, And so that will impact his ability to uh, be able to act, obviously. Um, What's interesting about this is it sounds like for a couple of years now, Hmm. his management team has been aware of this. Right. And has continued to put him in movies. Right. And there have been stories now surfacing of people who have worked on those movies talking about how difficult it was and how the scripts had to be rewritten and made shorter so that, like, we can't give him any dialogue, really. We can't give him any monologues, and we need to reduce his, his dialogue significantly so that, um, you know, so that he can get these words out. Mm-hmm. My guess is that a lot of this was done because he, he, there's probably this sense of like, I need to work as much as I can and make as much money as I can for my family while I still can. Mm. Um, But do you think there's like a weird ethics thing behind this, behind him being in this compromised state and and studios, movies paying to have Bruce Willis in their film, which can't be a cheap thing to do, mm. mm-hmm. and then getting a compromised Bruce Willis. Hmm. So could you, and just for the Patreon viewers, I think at this point, I think I will just be voice only, which is totally that's, okay. That's super fine. <laughs> hey. That's what everyone's been... <laughs> That's what, what they've they been waiting for. for. That's what they pay for. So, could you rephrase your question in a way like, is it ethically? Is it ethically? Could you just spell it out for me? Like, yeah, just I, I, what do you think of the ethics of it? What do you think of you know? Is there an issue with the fact that mm. studios were paying for Bruce Willis and getting a compromised Bruce Willis, and that his management team was allowing that, and also? that his management team was continuing to put him in movies. And I mean, I ultimately he can say no to whatever movie he wants mm. to say no to. Um, mm. But yeah, just, I don't know. What do you think of, what do you think of everything I've said here? And kind of, um, I mean, obviously above everything else, it's sad. Bruce Willis oh, is, yeah. is, is an icon. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on on that on films having to rewrite scripts and make scripts shorter, like dialogue, take out pages of dialogue for him so that so that he can, you know, still be in these movies mm-hmm. having because this this was not public until now. So they basically what they were doing is they were paying for, they were buying Bruce Willis and then what they got was this difficult to work with not on purpose but he just can't remember his lines and he can't <laughs> right. he's struggling to perform and that's that's what they've been you know that's what they're getting i think it's a complicated answer obviously and i don't have one for you i think first and foremost i'm sad just cuz i think we all forget times like we're all human we all are going to die it's a sad thing and we all have bodies that will fail us and like this is a condition that he's working through. And so it just first and foremost, just as a human being, it's like, that's too bad. I don't know Bruce Willis personally, but I like some of his films. So we feel a connection with him. And 
I my first reaction was sadness, like I'm sure everyone else's was. I think I I honestly don't know the answer to this. I think the first thing that comes to mind is the whole Britney versus Spears documentary I watched just about how in her situation, I'm not sure about Bruce Willis's, but in her situation, it seemed like she felt that she her perception was that she was being taken advantage of where her family and her management team were farming her out and using her in a way to redeem as much cash as possible um, for as much work as possible. And, you know, she felt like she was taken advantage of where she maybe wasn't wanting to do some of those things at those times in her life. It's hard to know without knowing what Bruce Willis was wanting to do. Was it that he felt over intimidated and that he didn't want to be doing this anymore, but he felt pressured into doing it? Because that's morally into a dangerous area of what if that was the case. If it was a situation where he said, I want to try and battle through this and... um. I'm not ready to give up acting, even though this is going to be challenging with my medical condition. That's something completely different. I think morally from, a, you know, did the studios get him with this condition and them not knowing he had this condition? I think, um, I you know, I think, I don't know if they have a whole lot to stand on as far as that argument. Like, I mean, yes, maybe that would have led to some complications as far as producing things or dealing with, with those difficulties that would have arisen. But at the end of the day, I think at, at the end of the day, what you're wanting is to make money, to be successful, and just Bruce Willis being a part of any project like that is going to be mission accomplished. So I, there's a lot of ways that you can break it down and without knowing every like the exact details. It's hard to say, but I think the overwhelming feeling I have is just sadness or, dis, you know, disappointment but that that he's having to deal with this medical yeah. condition yeah fair uh final and this will be a real short one spy yeah, yeah. kids spy kids <laughs> is getting a netflix oh. reboot um so they're rebooting spy kids they're bringing it to netflix which in passing sounds like a whatever nobody cares <laughs> blah, blah blah low budget news however yeah. it is being written and directed by robert rodriguez who did the first one um, hmm. And is like, uh, you know, he did like Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Right. Um, he did uh, the the Machete movies. Like he's mm. he's a you know he's not a nobody little kid not movie nobody, yeah. directing. You know, blah blah blah. Any interest? You have any interest? Will you watch this movie when it comes? I mean, I'm I might make you watch it, and we'll we'll do mm. an episode about it. But what is your uh, what is your level of anticipation for a Spy Kids reboot? Like. I guess if we're watching it, that means we're at the cottage and it's raining and there's no Wi-Fi and there's a VHS of it. Someone has someone has downloaded it off of Netflix and then gone through the process of figuring Recording out how it. to put it onto VHS. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Would you watch this week, sir? Uh, nothing too much to add on as far as things we've covered. I watched West Side Story. Like I said, loved it. Some of the sequences yeah. were incredible. I gave it a 7 out of 10. I watched Spencer. Uh, again, musical sequences, acting incredible. I also gave it a 7. I watched King Richard. Will Smith was good. The story was interesting. It was fine. I gave it a 6. Uh, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, uh, but it wasn't bad. The last thing I watched this week, something I've watched before, and I, 
I, I, I am disappointed that my camera failed me, that I can't look into the camera's eyes, but for shout-outs for friends of the show, Andrew and for Marshall, imagine that I'm looking at the camera right now and talking specifically to you. And Brady, I'm sure you're familiar with the story of the prodigal son, where, you know, the father has a child, he leaves, and then he comes back, and everyone rejoices, they slaughter the calf, they have a feast, everything's great. Vaguely. In, in, this, in this metaphor... I am the prodigal son, and Andrew and Marshall, they're not, like, I don't know, the metaphor breaks down a bit, but they're the fathers, I guess. The point is, I'm coming home. I watched, again, the 2021 film, Dune. Oh my gosh. I felt an itch, I, partly because of Oscar season, because of how many Oscars it was up for, I was like, I kind of want to do my due diligence i want to watch it again felt no pressure because last time we were reviewing it this was just watch a movie enjoy it and see what happens i have to say you know not don't slaughter the calf don't have a big enough feast i'm not giving it an incredible rating but my rating did change i gave it a four out of ten back when we reviewed it that's in the bad category it bumped up a little bit into the mixed category so i gave it a five out of ten equal amount of things that i liked to what i didn't like I will say I liked the first half of the film more. I really liked the Oscar Isaac lineage, uh, you know, family, you know, the dynamics between Timothy and uh, Oscar Isaac. I really liked that. The second half of half of the film was where it dropped off a bit for me. It got a little bit slow. Some of the fantastical elements fell a little flat on me. But the soundtrack and the visuals alone, I just I enjoyed it more this time. Um, some of the plot points I appreciated a bit more. There was still a lot of the stuff that it was, you know, I was wandering in the desert, no pun intended. It, it just mm-hmm. got a little dry, got a little slow. So it's not a perfect film, not even an, in like a, a, a great film, obviously with a five out of 10, but I enjoyed it more. I am intrigued more than I was to watch Dune 2. And I hope that pleases Andrew and Marshall to some degree. I'm sure it will. I hope so. Yeah. What did you watch this week? Not Dune, um, but I am. <laughs> but like I said, I am. It's on the. It's on the short list. Um, yep, that's fair. I watched. I don't think I watched any movies. I've continued watching Euphoria. Mm. Um, I've continued watching Boy Meets World. Okay. Uh, and then obviously, like everybody's answer should be. <laughs> I watched the first episode of Moon Knight on Disney Plus. Um, you're 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 quiet. You're making me think you don't know what Moon Knight is. Refresh my memory. Moon Knight is the newest MCU show starring oh. Oscar Isaacs. Oh, what? Oh yeah, and it is um, it's it's like a forty-five minute episode. Watch it. Watch <laughs> it. It is really good. This first wow. episode is really good. Like, like the best MCU show episode we've gotten, including WandaVision. Wow. Including WandaVision. WandaVision's close. WandaVision was so good, man. <laughs> it was so good. I did enjoy the it. Mystery. I have to admit. I did enjoy Ugh. it. Was it better than Hawkeye? Or no, oh, yeah. um... When what was the Captain, Captain America, America Soldier? Show? Loki. Yeah. So it's better than all those. It's better. Yep. Just this one episode. Wow. Yep. 
Yeah. And that's what I watched. Very cool. Yeah. So wrap this up, sir. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, Thank you for our Patreon supporters specifically for watching because you'll have access to this video. Thank you for supporting the show, helping it grow. Um, If you are all listening and you'd like to join our Patreon, check out the links below. It's a way for you to help help grow the show and maintain its costs and its ways for us to give you perks back. You can check out all the perks there. Um, Check out all our socials below, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Like, follow, subscribe wherever you can. Give a good rate and review wherever you can. And we always love hearing a like and a comment uh, when you can leave it on uh, usually Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram are the main ones, but anywhere is fine, I suppose. And um, thank you for listening. And until next week, where we, I think, are continuing our Fantastic Beasts journey. And uh, we'll be... Well, it was related at least into our our news segment of uh, an actor carryover. I guess that's why it came up. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking the forward series, to returning to it. I am too. For me, the series escalates. Number one wasn't that good. It only gets better. 